welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 16 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, we're joined by your hosts, Tara and Jack. Now we are recording these episodes fortnightly and it is the 25th of September, 2021. It's a Saturday today. Boy, the end of September, Jack. Crazy. Almost my birthday month. That's right. Bring on October. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) But uh, yeah, now we are giving a two-week recap of our lives on this podcast channel. Jack, how's your last two weeks been? So, uh, not too much has happened. Uh, Things have stayed pretty consistent, which is great. Uh, Currently, I'm in the fourth week of my training block, and that's been progressing nicely. Have a little bit of a setback this week with my RDLs where my back just wasn't feeling the best. And that does seem to happen every eight to 10 weeks where it just gets to that point where despite deloading quite frequently, I'm assuming it's fatigue or it might just be a buildup of certain factors, maybe stress. We know that stress manifests in different ways. And uh, someone in my family, for example, when they uh, get stressed, they often get like neck pain, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh, it affects people's gut as well, their gut microbiome, mm. which is also interesting. Some people get IBS from being stressed. Oh, it's awful. Just the stomach aches, right? Mm. And I'm not sure if mine is from stress p- purely because like I wasn't really that stressed uh, this past week. But regardless, like I was doing RDLs, it didn't feel that great. Decided to not do them. And uh, it was... Well, you did decide to do them. Yeah. Well, I I got four reps in and decided not to do them. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm glad I made that call because I I was very tempted to just go for another set, but I didn't. And yeah, so I just basically didn't do RDLs. Everything else this week has been completely fine. And I even did pull day today. Part of today was some bent over dumbbell row, uh, which felt completely fine on the lower back, which is awesome and probably one of the highlights this week for training for me would be my quad focused leg day where i i think it was either last podcast or the podcast before i said i really wanted to start stepping up my hack squat Mm. and yeah i've really put that into fruition in those quad focused leg days and the numbers are going up nicely and uh, it took me a little bit of time to adjust to like starting off with the adductor then the leg extension then the hack squat then the leg press but i'm definitely well and truly into it now and uh, i'm really enjoying it yeah because that's like starting off with those movements first now you have just a new baseline Mm. yeah yeah totally and the the watson hack squat i'm doing it at a a much higher incline than i used to do as well which it was kind of a reset point from that perspective as well Mm -hmm. which makes it a heck of a lot more difficult right yeah yeah definitely and in terms of body weight, so that's come up a, a decent amount, I guess. So at the end of two weeks ago, I was 84.3 and then it came up to 84.6. And now this morning I weighed, well, the average so far this week is about 84.9. So going, climbing at about 300 grams per week, which is pretty much spot on for me at the moment. And uh, I think the, the weight range from 85 to 90 has always been a very fruitful spot for me and i think from around february of 2019 to when i competed i didn't go below 85 and 
Like I got all the way up to 94 that last off season. And I think I'll, I'll get there again this off season, probably even higher or probably around the 95 mark, but we'll have to wait and see how my body composition holds. Mm-hmm. One day, I just cannot wait to see you crack that 100. Mm. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. A few years away, of course, but I'm yeah. still curious what it's going to look like. <laughs> mm, I'm not super tall. Like, I'm 179-ish centimeters. So, like, I, I don't know if I'll get there or not, but we'll You'll wait get and there. See. <laughs> You'll get there. I'll, I'll lace your food with a bit of extra fattening sugar. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> Extra refined. Yes. <laughs> For the extra weights. Yep. But, you know, Brandon Kempter, how tall is he? He's around your same height. And, you know, he he peaks and he goes over 100 kilograms. Obviously, yeah, like, it's right. a few years until you're on Brandon's level. But still, you know, it shows it can be done if you push it. Yeah, I think the key there is like saying Brandon Kempter, who's like the world champion for ICN. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I see no reason why you can't be on that level one day, too. Yeah, I mean, it's all about positive thinking. No, yeah, but it's also about work <laughs> ethic, and we know you've got genetics. You just need to get your butt in the kitchen and get up to 100 kilograms. <laughs> and a little more than that, of course. <laughs> yeah. I guess speaking of nutrition, nothing too much has really happened. I'm still on the same macro, surprise, surprise. So they are on training days, uh, 500 carb, 80 fat, 275 protein. On rest days, quite a bit less at maintenance on 400 carbs, 70 fat, 250 protein. And I think I'm I'm slowly getting to that point where I reckon in the next, by the end of October, I think we'll be bumping up macros. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. And I think at that point, I'll choose to vary up food a little bit. At the moment, I, to be honest, like one of the reasons I'm not varying up food, like partly I'm not very food focused and I just don't really mind. I'm enjoying what I'm eating. The other thing is, we know that whenever you manipulate a food option, uh, this is very nuanced, but when you do manipulate something, the accuracy changes. And if I'm already in a consistent surplus, I don't want to like manipulate that surplus just by changing the food, mm-hmm. even if the macros might be the same. So yeah. I know I have good dietary diversity. Uh, something I've been focusing on, as people probably know, is the amount of dietary fiber I'm consuming, which is good as well. Having good vegetables, fruit some whole grains, etc. Um, so yeah, if it ain't broke. No, I need to stop using that saying. If it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. I can't remember who said that recently, but I'm guilty of using that a lot with my clients as well. Mm-hmm. Like if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But that's not true. If something can be done better. Yeah, you can always you improve. To, right? Yeah, so I, I need to change that mind. It's not really a mindset, just what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, depends on the context. Mm, totally. <laughs> but, you know, bring on the month of October. Not only are you going to be turning one year older, but you're also going to be getting some updated blood work in October too. Yeah, definitely. So last time I got blood work, I think I was at seven nanomoles per liter, mm-hmm. which is still well below the reference range for testosterone, total testosterone. And... Yeah, it will be very interesting to see where I am before, because the high, where I am next, because the highest it's ever gotten is uh, 12, 11 or 12 nanomoles per liter, which mm-hmm. is just uh, in the normal range. I'm pretty sure I could still get TRT on that if I wanted to. <laughs> Not that I will. And yeah, I'm hoping that I'll be pretty happy if it's a 15 or above. I'll be very, very happy if it's 20 or above Yeah, uh, and surprised on top of that. But I'm feeling great. I feel like I've got all that mojo, so to speak, 
in terms of testosterone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just wait and see. Looking back on your entire training career and every single phase that you've been through and every single you know life stage, how do you feel right now compared to all the rest of it? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's sometimes hard to look back on stuff like that because often the way you feel is often uh, manipulated by what's going on around you yeah. as well. Like for example, in 2019, at the beginning of that year, like one, I'd just come off having a bad back injury and we were still at uni. And after that, so like midway through 2019 to when we started prep, midway through 2020, towards mm-hmm. the end of 2020, that was kind of our business transition period. And I was, I think we were both very good at the podcast. We weren't as good at other content at that mm-hmm. point in time. We were building up our client base. So it was very much a transition period. And I think my training was I tried very hard with my training. I don't think it could have been as precise or accurate as it is now. And now I really think I have the best of both worlds. Like I have someone looking over me. I have a really great training program. I train really hard. I have good recovery. Fingers crossed that I don't get any long lasting injuries. My nutrition is the best it's ever been. Hopefully my my hormonal approach is the best it's ever been. And don't get that misinterpreted with using special subs. But... (laughs) Yeah, I think definitely at this point in time, everything is is fitting nicely together. Yeah, I feel like everything's just fallen into place for us after so many years working hard to be finally at this point. Mm. Man, just waking up every morning and just like, let's just get after it. It's, yeah. Life is good right now. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Cool. That's pretty much it for me. I don't have too much else to say, but what about you? Yeah. Well, the last two weeks or the last few weeks, actually, in terms of body composition, I really feel like I've been around a maintenance weight for quite a number of weeks now. So I think like my body weight on average was like 64.5, 64.5, 64.7 this week, 64.9. But even during those weeks, it's kind of fluctuated between those numbers, which is normal. It's only a few hundred grams. But over these last few weeks, like I've never looked like this at this body weight before. And I've been around 64, 65 kilograms many times before in my life, but I'm just so happy with my body composition right now. And, uh, it just makes me really proud. And yeah, I, I'm really happy with the way that things are going. And even we took skin folds this past week as well. And compared to the last time I was this body weight, I'm seven mils lower compared to last time I was this body weight last year in prep around November, which is mm. really neat. Um, basically lower on every single site. We take skin folds over seven sites, except for the abdominal region, which is it's interesting whenever you go into a diet, like, well, I don't know about you guys, but for me, (laughs) whenever I go into a diet, like the first place that body weight usually comes off is my waist. But then whenever you go into a surplus, the first place it goes on is my waist. Yeah. Mm, I think it's quite normal for most people. Mm, Especially, especially there's that element of rapid weight regain post comp. And we Mm. know it's not distributed evenly. It's biased towards the midsection. And that's why in my skin folds, they're going to be they're higher around the midsection as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that, to be honest, that probably won't even out for me until I do next to a mini cut. Mm. And then it'll probably come off quite a bit on the waist. 
And then after the mini cut, there won't be that element of rapid weight regain. It'll come on a bit more evenly. Yeah, it's it's super interesting, but I was happy with those skinfold results this past week. And that's what's so cool that we've been taking skinfolds now for almost three years. So we've got so many different data points over the months. And mm. just because over those three years, we've gone up and down and up and down in different body weights. So we have so many different points where we can compare. It's pretty cool. Bodybuilders are unique in that sense. I feel like we're in a very subgroup of people who you show up to a party, right? And you know, you'll actually maybe boast about gaining weight because someone mm. might look at you, they haven't seen you for about a year and they're like, oh, you look a little bit bigger. And you're like, yeah, I've gained 10 kilograms. Mm. <laughs> but no one else at the party, usually if they've gained 10 kilograms, they'd be boasting about gaining 10 <laughs> kilograms. You know what I mean? <laughs> But for us, it's like, it's an achievement, you know, because we're, we're constantly changing our body composition. But anyway, that's a little bit of a side tangent, whatever that may mean. Um, I feel like I'm sitting around like a maintenance body weight right now. And I can just see that my body is continuing to just recomp a little bit. Like, even though I've been fluctuating between these few hundred grams these last few weeks, like whenever I see myself at the gym, like, again, I've never held this lean of a body composition at this body weight before, which really, really excites me. But also it's a motivator for me too. coincided. I'm getting a little bit hungrier as well in the afternoons, which is new for me, but I'm going to do another macro increase. So bring my carbohydrates up from 375 grams up to 400 grams. So that should be good. So now my macros will be 400 grams of carbs, 180 grams of protein and around 55 grams of fat per day. So back up into that 400 gram club, which is pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, definitely not getting that from more vegetables. <laughs> Just need to up the wheat and maybe a little bit more banana or it's coming into summer now. So in my nice cream in the afternoon, I can just maybe add some more carbohydrate rich fruit. So like having mango and stuff instead of kiwis, mm. whatever it may be. What about any like spreads or sauces? Mm. I'm just not that, I don't know. I just, I'd rather, I, when I put something on top of something, I really like a crunch. Like I'm not so much so of like, like cereal a, or something. Something like that. I prefer <laughs> nuts. Like I love like crushed cashew nuts or something like that or pumpkin seeds or cacao nibs. They're really nice. But yeah, I don't know. It's just maybe it's because it's not a habit, but like I've just never been one to really like drizzle honey on things. Mm. But you know, maybe I'll get to that point. I'm even curious, like honestly, there is more literature coming out with people who are supplementing with like EAAs and intra-workout carbohydrates during their training sessions, like, and how that can slightly improve exercise performance. And I feel like because you and I are ticking every single box that we possibly can and applying our education to everything, I think that now that, well, our carbohydrate intakes have always been relatively high, but I think that would be something neat to experiment with at mm. some point in the future, you know, just to see if we get a tangible benefit. Cause we're at that point where we could take advantage of a tangible benefit. Yeah, definitely next carbohydrate in, uh, increase for me, I'll be having intra workout more frequently. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, if you see Jackson Pios promoting it, why not? Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is always that he is affiliated with a supplement company, but yeah. he is usually very honest about what things work and what don't. Yeah. And I would say Jackson Pios is pretty evidence-based. Mm, certainly. Well, he has a PhD. Yes. Cool. And you know, he kind of debunked his own research on diet breaks, right? Yeah. Well, he 
debunked his hypothesis. Yeah, exactly. But it shows just, you know, his level of honesty. Mm. And how's your training going at the moment? Training is really freaking good. Yeah. Actually, this morning I did 70 kilogram Smith machine lunges, three by eight. That felt really freaking good. It was, it was just hilarious. Like I, I took a video of the actual bar and then because I just... Before I actually do a really big set, I just feel my adrenaline pumping and like my heart rate just elevates before I even begin the set. And it was just hilarious because like I can look at my watch and my heart rate's like in the 120s and it's like 123, 124, 125, 126, 127. Like it's just climbing. I'm like, geez Louise, I haven't even done a rep yet. But like my body is just like anticipating that. Like your Mm. sympathetic nervous system, it's like literally fight or flight. But yeah, <laughs> just gets me amped up. Um, but I achieved the Smith machine lunges, which felt really freaking good. And everything else with training is just, it's its on the ball, right? And I've been doing full body training now for well over a year, which is pretty crazy to think. And I never thought that I would actually be in this position where I was doing a full body split because we were taught at university that generally when you exercise a muscle group, you'd usually need around 48 hours in order to adequately recover from that training bout, recover that muscle group so that you could train hard again. But when I think about it, like my entire life, I've always been an athlete and I've always been accustomed to very high training loads. Like even as a swimmer, you know, a swimmer, you're using every freaking muscle group. And When I was a very competitive swimmer, I was doing like nine training sessions per week and then doing a swim meet on the weekends. I think I only had like Wednesday morning off because I think the swim coach just wanted to sleep Mm. in, (laughs) but doing such high volumes of training on top of other sports. And that's why it's made me think now, I'm like, why did I put off full body training for so long when I was always accustomed to that my entire life? And what really sparked my interest into actually staying open-minded and giving it a go was probably, you know, Eric Helms a few years ago, I think it was back in 2019 when he went through his comp prep. This is when he kind of brought out as saying that he was doing full body splits and it's still very unconventional. And everyone kind of questioned like full body, like <laughs> what, how, how are you gonna progress with that? How are you gonna recover with from that? But then he showed that he had good success with it. And then I remember Jeff Nippard, he was interviewed on the Stronger by Science podcast and Jeff Nippard was talking about his full body training. And I'm like, man, like I really want to give this a go because I would consider myself to be someone who is open-minded. I like trying new things. I think most people uh, don't have the self-control to not overdo it. Mm. Like people are going to be tempted to do like a one session a week full body session yeah not a five session a week full body session. i know yeah and that's the thing it's definitely a skill and it takes a heck of a lot of and to be honest like i i still think that you're you can you can definitely lower the amount that you do in your sessions but i actually calculated the number of sets that i'm doing per week per muscle group and a lot of them aren't even close to 20 sets per week like mm-hmm. a lot of my muscle groups are still around that 15 mark because what I've done over these this past year, again, it takes time to tinker around with it and you know really find your groove and find out, okay, day to day, session to session, what can I recover from? What can I progress with? And it takes honestly quite a number of months to actually find that out for yourself because 
I, I agree. Like when I first started, I was like basically trying to combine an entire upper and an entire lower session together because I was like, I just want to train everything. But then I realized that I could not recover from doing Bulgarian split squats and then going into a barbell RDL and then going into a hip thrust and Mm. then going into a leg curl. Like my legs and my glutes like felt like they were going to rip off and then doing like four upper body exercises after that. It was too much, but you have to experience that in order to realize that it's too Mm. much. But I feel like now I've really freaking found my groove with it. And I love it. I love it so much. I've never enjoyed my training so much. And I like, you can't deny that my body composition has never been this muscular and, and it's, I've never been this strong in my life too. And I've never achieved this in such a short space of time as well, but I've obviously tried to be really strategic with it in terms of finding my groove, how to program for myself. So for example, I'll never like do two big compound movements on the same day for opposing muscle groups. So for example, on a Monday, I'll do a barbell RDL, which is a big compound movement for my hamstrings, but I will not do another hamstring movement on the Monday because I generally just do one exercise per muscle group per day, unless it's my delts or it's my glutes. And then my accessory movement for my quads that day will be a leg extension. But then the next day on the Tuesday, I'll do a compound movement for my quads. So I'll do like a Bulgarian split squat, but then I'll do an accessory movement for my hamstrings, like a lying hamstring curl. So I've really been able to tinker around and find that that is a really good system that works for me, that allows me to hit each muscle group per day, but also recover day to day. So it's been really good. And I just, I love how it's allowed me to really improve my technical execution and just really improve my mind muscle connection each session, because it's almost like the pressure's on. I've only got one chance per day to actually stimulate a certain muscle group. Because I feel like when I used to do traditional, like upper lower splits or push pull legs, whatever it may be, I'll admit I probably did fall into that trap of like, if I've got six leg exercises in a day, let's say I start off the day with a leg press and let's be honest, my legs weren't really growing when I used to do leg press a few years ago, probably because I was like, oh yeah, sure. I'm not getting a great stimulus on my quads with this, but I almost use it as a subconscious fallback of I'll be doing leg extension later in the session. So that'll stimulate my quads or whatever it may be. Or I probably wasn't performing my RDLs as well as I am now. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'll be doing leg curl later. It doesn't really matter. But now I'm like, I've got one shot and I've only, I'm only doing three sets per exercise. So I'm like, I've really got to knuckle down and make the absolute most of this. Otherwise it's literally just a waste. And I, I don't have any time to waste. Like I've only got until 2023 and I'm going in for the win. So I am like by no means doing any junk volume whatsoever. So yeah, I just, I love it. My training's going really well right now. And uh, yeah, I just wake up every single day and I'm just, I just look forward to it. I'm just keen to train. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's, I guess, my little spiel on full body. And I just want to remind people, like, keep your mind open. You never know until you know. So maybe just give things a try. (laughs) Legit, like you never know. But obviously it's not going to work for a lot of people, but that's okay because a lot of things don't work for a lot Mm. of people. And I think the reason why it potentially works quite well for you is you don't do any 
drastically systemic fatiguing exercises like oh. and i know you're going to disagree <laughs> but you do like rdls and you do bulgarians you do split squats mm-hmm. like two of those are unilateral movements and you just can't generate as much systemic fatigue from a unilateral compared to doing like a, a leg press to failure or like a hack squat mm. or a barbell squat or a deadlift but in my defense, that works to my advantage because I know, I've done those exercises know, before and like yeah. I got beat up, but and I didn't grow. a lot of people who try and who can do them, like mm. that's, there's no way in hell I would ever be able to do full body <laughs> training. I don't know, man. Don't limit yourself. <laughs> mm. If I did just one set for like one exercise per body part, potentially. Yeah. Well, maybe two, but no, you know, never say never. But uh, again, it, it takes a few months to really find out what works well for you because everyone, you know, they always say like, you know, everyone's an individual. Everyone needs a different training program. I think especially when it comes to full body training, like everyone needs a very different full mm. body training program. One thing that I would like you to try again in the future sometime mm-hmm. is is just another quad pressing movement mm-hmm. like with both like a bilateral so at the same time like yeah. whether it's a hack squat you've never tried the hack squat at world gym mount cravat no but you've... i did i did the hack at brisbane i did the v squat at brisbane i did a lot of double leg press mm. for quite a while at and multiple was, different while gyms yeah. yeah i know i could give it another go but i guess like because ultimately uh, you just have to achieve good knee flexion and i think that's achievable for mm-hmm. you especially on the hack i agree it might be tough on the leg press but definitely, especially if they bring in a pendulum at World Gym Macrovat, which mm-hmm. we're hoping they will, I yeah, reckon that would be a good... a pendulum squat would be cool. Mm, that would be good for you. Mm-hmm. They've, all, they've got the belt squat at World Gym Brisbane. I gave that a go, but no, it that's just... No, shit yeah, <laughs> It felt so uncomfortable, man. Like, yeah. couldn't get my legs right. Like, And that's the thing. I've got mm. really long legs, so doing any sort of bilateral squat movement pattern, like, I just... It's not comfortable for mm. me. I guess the reason why I am just a bit defensive is just because I did spend a lot of years spinning my wheels with all of these traditional quad-based movements and they didn't grow. And now I've finally found a system. But I could say that- the same about my back. Like I, I did all these years of back training mm-hmm. and nothing was wrong with the exercises I did. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't really executing them the best I could have. Been. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I honestly think it's the same for you as well. Maybe. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. But yeah, I guess right now my quad movements are I'm doing a Smith machine lunge. I'm doing Bulgarian split squats. I'm doing a single leg press and I'm doing leg extension on two different machines twice a week. Yeah, but they're growing. They've never been this big or muscular. So I just, I can't complain. And I, again, I feel like because I spent so many years spinning my wheels, now that I've finally found a system that's actually growing my body the way that I've wanted to all along, it's, it's hard to let go of that right now. Mm. (laughs) But again, I'm open-minded. I will perhaps try something again in the future. Pendulum squat would be cool. Jack and I've got a feeling. So World's Gym, Mount Gravatt, they're like doing all of these different stages in the gym and like just basically renovating the gym. But they've got this big empty space in there right now. And we're like, ooh, is it going to be a leg section? Because that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, we're hoping. I mean... 
they already have a lot of leg equipment, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, but one can only hope. Yeah, but they just built that whole new functional area, so mm. it only makes sense. And, like, everything is quite crowded together at Mount yeah. Gravatt. Like, at least they... If anyone listening to this podcast works at Mount Gravatt, or maybe I just need to go I'm sure up... there would be. <laughs> I just need to go up to the counter and be like, excuse me, <laughs> uh, but the floor layout, hey, can we have a chat? But that... RDL machine. I love that machine and I would use that machine, mm. but it's right in and the middle to, of the I hallway. I think it's actually called like a shrug machine. Shrug machine. Or one of my clients, she calls it a pit shark machine. Never yeah. heard of that. Anyway, it's like, it's that machine where, yeah, you can do shrugs, you can do RDLs. you, can, you can pit you, sharks. Yeah, yeah. You can pit all the <laughs> sharks on it too, if, if that's what you're into. Uh, but the thing at Mount Gravatt is that it's right in the middle of the hallway. So like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm all for RDLs, but like not literally having my butt in people's face. Okay, mm. like, anyway, that thing just needs to be in a different <laughs> location and then more people would use it. Right now it's kind of just, it's taken up space and I hardly ever see anyone on it. Because I think just a little bit inappropriate, you know, like mm. I need personal space here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about doing RDLs with my butt there. It's more that I don't want to expose people to that close proximity to my lifting face. <laughs> and, and a fart. <laughs> remember that, that time? You said that, not me. I did. <laughs> but remember that one time at UQ Sport? This was like years ago. You were doing squats and like your pants actually ripped. And then... That's happened three or four times. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I, I got behind Jack and he kept going. I was taking all these photos, but then... <laughs> We're like, we can't post one of these. It's too inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we posted one. I, I've i learned from my mistakes. I don't wear... I only wear stretchy polyester pants now. I don't wear the... It's still polyester, but it's not... It's like those rugby short where mm-hmm. they it doesn't actually stretch. Mm-hmm. It's it's very non-malleable. Ruggers. Ruggers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, anyway. Anyway. I that's... think this is a good spot to wrap up on. But we'll end with something that we want to improve upon this week. Jack, what do you want to improve? So as we announced on Instagram, I hope you guys are following us on there, but we are wanting to release some apparel and that's something that we're undertaking. It's a very new undertaking because one thing that I really like and I and I try and do this with my clients as well as I, I always like giving people options. And I think if we create some apparel that uh, had some insight from our followers Mm -hmm. then it's going to be more engaging so we did put out an extended poll on instagram and you guys voted about what you would like to see most so based on that poll the answers quite starkingly were the oversized tee for the t-shirt i think the booty shorts was trumped the leggings Mm -hmm. and the i think the crop tops might have trumped the sports bra yeah it was pretty 50 50 with that one Mm. in terms of the logo our traditional logo with the uh, barbell and then the wording TBD, the bodybuilding dietitians, that was number one. And in terms of the either the centered logo or the right or left breast, it was the right or left breast. Mm-hmm. So essentially what I'm working on at the moment is uh, finding an oversized tea supplier and then getting the logo on that. The thing with Australia, like we know that oversized teas are very popular in the UK, maybe the US, I'm not sure. But in Australia, it's non-existent. There's no, there's no people who do oversized tees. Um, but if you know someone, let me know, of course. <laughs> but so we're essentially going to have to 
uh, work overseas and use i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with like alibaba Mm -hmm. but since we'll be ordering a decent quantity it's not like we're not going to be buying 20 shirts for uh like our team tbd which we would do through like a brisbane company yeah we need to be doing it in a bigger scale so we're excited to pursue that new business option and learning the ropes. I don't know what I'm doing, but that's half the fun. You're messaging someone <laughs> online for, who is apparently going to make our t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So it's exciting. I'm looking forward to doing this and uh, launching just different things in the future uh, to do with apparel. Yeah. But, uh, I'm going to hop on that train too. I'm really excited over this next week. You've definitely taken the reins with choosing, obviously. Well, we've both chosen it, but contacting the people about the oversized tee design. But I definitely want to pursue like the booty shorts and also uh, we have the Team TBD crop top. So I'm, I probably per- I think our first two that we're probably going to go for is the oversized tee, right? Because well, that's gender neutral. Girls mm. and guys can both wear that. Uh, and but the booty shorts. Probably only girls are going to order those, but I think that will be nice to have at least one for either sex, which Mm. will be really great. And especially here in Australia, you know, it's coming into summer. Like it's just way too hot to wear tights. You know what I mean? Mm. So that'll be really cool. So yeah, I'm going to get on and pick some booty shorts. Of course, I would highly value your opinion too, Mm. Jack. (laughs) What do you think would look best on a nice peachy butt? But I I really loved that a lot of people actually preferred having the TBD and the barbell rather than just the barbell. Like Mm. that's really neat that they actually... And it was very, very big difference as well. It was like more than double anything else. I think even, to be honest, I think it was like three or four times everything else which is neat yeah i think it'll just be so cool to just just to see one person repping our shirt that would Mm. make me so freaking happy you know yeah oh this this will be cool definitely breaking into this new little market because like you said oversized tees aren't really popular over here in australia Mm. understandably it's pretty flipping hot but just for you know for the fashion sort of Mm. scene but they look great yeah i I really like them Mm -hmm. i uh just while training, it's more airy. Like it's nice when you're gaining some weight. You don't have something that's completely form fitting when Dude, it's super hot. And you look big. You know, <laughs> like when you put on AJ's oversized tee, I'm like, you look really good. <laughs> and then for the girls, whether or not you wear it to the gym or you wear it as a pajama shirt, like mm. looks awesome. Do, I thought girls like tie a knot in it or something. Oh, that'll look cute. Yeah, it's weird how I know that and and you don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, now I know. Hey, <laughs> so that's what I learned this week. You used week. to do that with your cool Kmart singlet. You used to tie a knot in it. I sure do. I also have a, <laughs> I also my Movember shirt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, many great things to come, but that'll be cool to update the website with a new TBD store in the future and just, yeah, and just continue to just gain support for this brand. It's, it's mm. so neat. Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this one, please remember to repost it onto your social media. Tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD. If you're feeling friendly and nice, you can also leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Mm -hmm. We shall see you next week. 